Welcome to Southpaws, episode 478, Cupocalypse Now. I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzwolf. And this week, the internet finally decided to close the gate after the horses have almost got themselves into Congress. <sighs> so, you know, the yep. phrase that the best time to do something was years ago and the second best time to do it is today? Well... Thanks in no small part to Facebook finally getting off their ass after allowing this horrible cancerous conspiracy theory to fester on its site. Facebook, as we mentioned last week, finally decided they were going to ban the QAnon groups from Facebook. This follows that also Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, but then also it went through TikTok, through Discord, through Pinterest, Peloton, and now today, starting on YouTube, YouTube, where large amounts of the conspiracy videos have been removed, finally. Yeah, I saw the um, the kind of the caveat in the announcement is they're going to remove QAnon conspiracy videos that target an individual. So and if they're like Hillary Clinton specifically is harvesting children if they were during chrome then i guess they'll take that down because it's targeting her directly but that doesn't mean they're going to take down all the QAnon conspiracy videos unfortunately i kind of wish they, they would have gone whole hog with it maybe this is maybe it'll start with this and then once they've they've cleared a lot of that shit out maybe they'll they'll go the rest of the way we can only hope yeah it's been interesting though because the, the media coverage for this has been ramping up the past few weeks. Like, previously, yeah. like, a month and a half ago, most people hadn't heard of this stuff, and the, only the crazy weirdos like me were talking about it on this show. And, you know, there were obviously other podcasts like QAnon Anonymous, uh, Truanon, various anti-conspiracy theory podcasts that made this their thing. But it's slowly gained a, a just enough mainstream acknowledgement for people to understand that this is affecting your bottom line in the long run when you know a chunk of your user base believes that there is indeed a satanic cabal of pedophile witches in the service of satan stealing children and harvesting their adrenochrome um which interestingly enough as you were like is that even a real thing and it apparently is what does it actually do to you fuzz Okay, so um, I did this the safe way. I did not just Google it because I was like, oh, fuck, I'll just bring up a whole bunch of bullshit. So I looked on Wikipedia, and since it is an actual real chemical, it has an actual Wikipedia article. It appears to be naturally occurring in the adrenal glands, so there there were some... Uh, some fiction about harvesting the adrenal gland to obtain the chemical for drug abuse. It's in a TV show from 12 years ago. But yeah, there was a study done, and there were several small studies done in the 50s and 60s involving 15 or fewer test subjects. So they're not really conclusive because they're old and they were very small. But they thought at the time that it was neurotoxic, that it could uh, cause schizophrenia, cause derealization, and thought disorder. So, and I guess that's if it gets like too high levels or something, because it does naturally occur in the body. But, like, all the, the real shit that it does is, like, 
sounds really fucking bad for you, and th- there's nothing in the science here that is like, it'll de-age your cells and make you younger and, <laughs> you know, clear away wrinkles or anything like that. It's all really bad things that if you took a bunch of it, it would fuck your brain up. So, yeah. conspiracy idea um, doesn't match, I mean, obviously it doesn't match with reality at all, but it's like even, like, they could have picked a chemical that was actually beneficial in some way, <laughs> but but they didn't. If they, the conspiracy involves this seemingly random chemical that it, it doesn't actually do good things to you if you were to um, abuse it in some way. Yeah. I mean, so. the whole thing that, like, South Park <laughs> joked about it, like, oh, you know, people are going to eat babies for their stem cells. I mean, that's at least, you know, stem cells, there are regenerative therapies that use those, so haha, yeah, all right, I could see, like, a through line to that, but the whole yeah. adrenochrome thing, and the thing is, that whole notion goes back, you know, to the blood libels starting in, like, 800-something years ago, but yeah. even... In the early 90s, people were talking about a satanic worldwide cabal that is torturing children, harvesting their hormones for nefarious purposes. Like on audio dating back from 1991, there were dudes talking about this shit. And, you know, I think two weeks ago I talked about how like, oh, you know, people were talking about the secret underground child farms under like the Getty Center on the West Coast. That was in, like, mm-hmm. the late 90s. Like, there's nothing new under the sun for any of this conspiracy stuff. But <laughs> right. the fact It that rolls around again every 20 or 30 years. It's just so wild to hear about how, yeah, like, this is just repeating. It's just an, a mm-hmm. weird echo, except now we have Facebook, and people don't go look and go, yeah, this is, this is not new. But, well, what I was going to say was um, I read Dr. Sleep. A few years ago when it came out, that's Stephen King's sequel to The Shining. I haven't seen the movie version of it, but I read the book. And there is actually an aspect of that in that book where there is a group that is kidnapping people that have the shining ability, which is like a kind of like psychic ability. And it's strongest in the young. So they were kidnapping children and torturing them to death. And the more like painful and psychologically horrible the death is like the stronger the shine is and so they they're trying to like add to their own group power by harvesting the the telepathic abilities of kid um and i i guess he you know adrenochrome isn't specifically mentioned but now that i know about these other like conspiracy theories and shit like that i can kind of see where he probably got the idea over, over the years i mean just, it's all you know. fiction so sure you know it like you said the adrenochrome was in what you said clockwork orange uh some adult um aldous huxley book is the first one mentioned i think it said 1954 and um uh, Aldous Huxley, I, if I'm remembering right, he is someone who's very big in the satanic community back in like the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. So it it kind of makes sense that it, if it was in one of his novels, that that kind of further out there community would put it to use. Um, it's also in A Clockwork Orange, the novel. 
Uh, the the kids in A Clockwork Orange are drinking milk laced with various drugs, and milk laced with adrenochrome is apparently one of the the concoctions that they can get. And the other literary references apparently it's in a Hunter S. Thompson book. So like kind of the usual suspects there, you know, they write about something kind of crazy. Uh, and yeah, I I can kind of see the through line of like where this might have gotten not into the popular culture, but into like the the kind of fringe think sort of culture mm-hmm. um, with those folks writing about it. But yeah, it's just it's been around forever, and it's just weird to see. QAnon is basically the 2020 version of the Satanic Panic. Yeah, and it's really wild that on that topic, so I found a podcast series from last year that the CBC put together. It was called Uncover Season mm-hmm. 6, Satanic Panic. And it talks yeah. about the Satanic Panic stuff that happened specifically in Martinsville, Saskatchewan, and how mm. the stuff that they were saying happened there just directly mirrors stuff that was being said everywhere else around that same time. So, like, people were being told or hearing about it in the news, and then their kids were getting told to say the same stuff. And it talks about how, like, of the entire thing that took place over years and scarred the shit out of every adult involved, only two criminal charges were ever laid that stuck, and they were completely unrelated to anything satanic ritual abuse at all. It was, like, drugs or something and Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting that even though the satanic panic was we've talked about it in the past is primarily united states thing it did happen all over the damn place and in every place it happened there was no actual ever any evidence of any proof there was certainly no you know sacrificing children and sacrificing Mm -hmm. animals and drinking blood and any sort of like sexual abuse was checked out and they never found anything like that but it was a moral panic that literally was in like almost every state in the u.s and then in at least in one spot in canada and it's so weird because i mean this is this uncover is primarily seat canadian so they're talking about stuff in canada but it directly mm-hmm. mirrors the stuff that was talked about on like much earlier episodes of like last podcast on the left yeah. where they talked about the stuff that happened in like boston and it's the same yeah. shit and it's like oh and they had like local preachers stirring up shit saying that oh they've been warned that Satanists are going to come to our tiny little rural town and burn down the churches and kidnap the children because Satan demands it, which is not at all very far from the people in rural towns lately going like, ooh, Antifa is going to come in a bus to our small town and burn down the churches. Now, sometimes crazy shit does happen in small towns, which leads me to an article that I read this morning. Did you see the... The tweet about that, it was uh, about the libertarians invading a small town in New Hampshire. Yes. I mean, that has, it's like, that's a concerted effort by a political group to take over a town and run it in libertarian ideals. This is just like 
a local preacher running his mouth to gain notoriety locally. And right. In the second episode, they talk about how, you know, everybody geared up and the local sheriff were like, make sure you bring your own guns if you need it. And everyone was up in arms. And I was really waiting to hear that somebody flipped out and shot their neighbor, but it yeah. didn't happen. But they talked about this, like, horrible scarring event that was sparked by a preacher making shit up. Yeah. And... How, like, for a full week, everyone was in high alert with their guns out, and it's just bizarre. Because, I mean, yeah, the QAnon stuff, it's it's satanic panic, and it's one thing that, you know, these platforms are deplatforming it and kicking it off. But it is a problem because we do have a number of people on the Republican Party that will be elected to state or federal office, and then, like... Literally tonight at Trump's fucked up town hall, when asked about QAnon, he didn't denounce it. And he was like, oh, they fight pedophiles. I hear they fight pedophiles. I'm very against pedophilia. And when someone's like, yeah, but the Democrats aren't a pe- pedophile satanic cult, I was like, you don't know that. It's like, Jesus, fuck. You know, so like we, we're trying to depill the people on, you know, the average citizen. But then you have the goddamn current president of the United States like two weeks out from talking about adrenochrome and him like taking everything QAnon has been saying at face value that oh these earthquakes are really really are my people bombing the underground tunnels of the satanic lizard Jew <laughs> and so you know we we have our voting going on ever the election season's ramping up don't trust any polls just get out and fucking vote but we have like yeah reality as you know perhaps tenuous as it is versus literal unreality with the current regime and it's fucking bizarre because it's like am i taking crazy pills well no clearly this is not the case but this dumb motherfucker who's probably has brain damage from the whatever covid drugs they stuck him on you know trump's Mm -hmm. gonna finally get pilled on the people that are telling him that actually no i am fighting a satanic cabal across the planet and i really am all this he's gonna get high in his own supply as it were and yeah, like legitimately yeah. believe that he says the, he's the second most famous person of all time behind jesus and now he's gonna start did he believing... actually say that yes he did and he is gonna start believing that he is in fact fighting a global satanic cabal and try to use that as an excuse for some shit i'm sure so it's like yeah. god this is so little, so late, it feels. Like, yeah, they're mm-hmm. forcing people to go into fringier and fringier places and trying to quash things as they can, but you still have people in actual seats of power potentially falling prey to this, which yeah. is insanely dangerous. It is. Um, it is it's deeply concerning that like, people are actually running for Congress that believe this shit. Yeah, and it's not just, you know, at this point, it's the fucking president that's refusing yeah. to denounce these people. But also, you know, he was like, hey, Proud Boys, stand by. You know, so he's he's sending out, they're not dog whistles, they're fucking foghorns at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. You know, I told us last week, we're in the shit now, and it's not going to get any better until hopefully January when Biden gets sworn in and there isn't like a gunfight as they drag Trump off his golden toilet in the White House and shove him into the <laughs> helicopter, you know? Yeah. God willing. Yeah. God so, willing. So, yeah, the town that went feral, though, Fuzz, you mentioned this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's libertarians versus bears. 
the matchup we have all been waiting for. <laughs> so we love to clown on the libertarians around here because they're eminently clownable. And anytime they get together to set up their stuff, be it in Argentina or Chile, where they try to set up their own Galt's Gulch, or in this town here. So yes, the Libertarians took over the local government of Grafton, New Hampshire. And uh, needless to say, it did not go well. It actually has a book coming out. The author's name is Matthew Honglitz Hetling, called A Libertarian Walks Into a Bear, The Utopian Plot to Liberate an American Town and Some Bears. Um, it is a full-on book, but this is an article on New Republic talking about how the libertarians decided to take over a small town and live under free markets and away from statism in the form of government interference, above all, taxes, and that left alone they believe free individuals would thrive and self-regulate thanks to the sheer force of logic and reason and efficiency. For inspiration, they drew upon precedents from fiction, Ayn Rand loomed large, as well as from real life, most notably a series of micronation projects ventured in the Pacific and Caribbean during the 70s and 80s. Uh, the seasteading movement and the like. Yeah. So, needless to say, those didn't go very well. One of the original masterminds of the plan, a certain Larry Pindarvis, had written his intention to create a space honoring their freedom to traffic organs, the right to hold duels, and the God-given, underappreciated right to organize so-called bum fights. He'd also <laughs> bemoaned the persecution of the victimless crime that is consensual cannibalism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a very funny article. It's actually fairly long. Like the audio reading of it is like 23 minutes. But yeah. thanks to uh, Elizabeth underscore Elizabeth May on Twitter. She's an author, wrote some books, and she clipped some really high quality things. The Freetown Project eventually, like one of the leaders, they exiled him to Texas. The Bears came in. Despite several promising efforts, Honglitz Hetley dryly notes, a robust Randian private sector failed to emerge to replace public services. Instead, Grafton, a haven for miserable people, became a town gone feral. Enter the Bears. Stage right. Who could have possibly imagined that an entire political party founded on the basis of, wouldn't it be great if we could just do whatever the fuck we want, would be disastrous at solving problems as a community. <laughs> and so, nobody was cleaning up the garbage. Nobody was fixing the potholes. The libertarian social experiment underway in Grafton was uniquely incapable of dealing with the problem. The Freetowners were finding the situations that had been so easy to problem solve in the abstract medium of message boards were difficult to resolve in person. And of course, when it came to the bears, you also had people that were like, hey, deter the bears. Or actually, no, you should drive the bears away. And you also had some libertarians that were like, actually, fuck you, I'm going to feed the bears. <laughs> Yep. It is amazing. Like, I had not heard of this until today, but A Libertarian Walks Into a Bear, The Utopian Plot to Liberate an American Town and Some Bears by Matthew Hongelitz Hetling. Uh, seems like it would be an interesting read if you want to hear about what actually happens when libertarians get a hold of an area and try to run it according to their ideals. I mean, like I said, there was that one attempt in South America. I mean, there was at least one notable attempt in South America that was literally called, I think, Galt's Gulch, that unsurprisingly, the person organizing it made all the money and left the rest to rot. I mean, it's like they got the suckers that were born, got them down there, and was like, see ya, fuckers. <sighs> I didn't know about that one. What what time frame was that, did you say? I was in Chile. Mm -hmm. Let's see, I'm looking for it. 
The project was conceived in 2012. Oh, shit, this is super recent, man. Yeah, Galt's Gulch in in South America. The article about the bears... Um, yeah, I know the bears thing was fairly recent. I was wondering about the, the South American thing. Yeah, the, the, bear, the South America thing was in 2012, and uh, the article was written in 2014, and they were already writing back then going, yeah, this shit's falling apart, and unsurprising... <laughs> The would-be inhabitants have called Johnson a weirdo, a pathological liar, insane, and a scammer, among other things. Some shareholders are pursuing legal action in effort to remove him from the project, a drastic measure for anti-government types to take. <laughs> Johnson, who remains the manager of the trust that controls the land, claims all allegations against him are false. And this is an article from 2014 that, yeah, again, libertarians came in and were like, we're going to fight against statism and everyone's going to live free, but you got to live free in the right way. And whoops, at least, you know, with New Hampshire, they can hopefully retake the town, as it were, and actually reinstitute, you know, public services and fix the town rather than letting it fall to the bears. Because as much as it would be funny to just be like, what happened? Well, we lost the town to the bears. Nobody could agree on what to do with them. And eventually the bears started eating people and there were too many bears and not enough libertarians. But at least the libertarians were free range. Well, so were the bears. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I guess Galt's Gulch is still there. Uh, there's a website, galtsgulchchile.com, um, and they have a, a bit talking about being able to, they, they were able to get their land back in 2015. They regained possession of their land in April 2015. So... Yeah, I mean, again, the article I was looking at was in 2014, so... Yeah. There have been developments in the libertarian quasi-commune world. I mean... Man, like all the, uh... Like, I know several furries, especially now, that are like... Man, like a... Just a fucking furry intentional community in the woods would be great, and it, you know, would just all work together and not take advantage of each other and support each other and you know are like there's actually there are large groups of um, African Americans coming together to buy land and make like a safe place for black people basically uh, there's also like the Unicorn Ranch which is like a, a trans group that has a llama farm but it's like whenever left groups do this kind of thing it's very often like, well, we want a safe place to be to escape oppression. We want to work together. We want to support each other. But then libertarians do it, and they're like, we should have consensual cannibalism and bum fights. And it's, I, it just shows the, the, the difference, I guess, of the political spectrum. It's like, we want to be able to do all the, the fucked up shit that, you know, we thought would be cool when we were 15-year-old boys and we never fucking emotionally grew up beyond that point. It's like, hey, here's your ideals, and let's you test them in the world. And, well, guess what? It didn't work out, did it, huh? Mm -hmm. right, and there's other examples of that. It's like, I forget which state it is, but it's like one state has a super conservative uh, Republican governor, and the state next door has a Democratic governor. And um, as soon as they got into office, these two states diverged drastically as to how well their economy was doing and how well 
everything else was going, like disease spreading and, and shit like that, and the Republican-run state has got this, like, high unemployment and a super fucking deficit and cutting all these city and state services. And then you look at, um, like, Kentucky, where um, Mitch McConnell was, is um, one of the richest people in the Senate. So, like, him, he's their representative. So, like, he and Rand Paul are doing just fine, but Kentucky is, like, in the bottom five of states on all of these these measurable statistics like employment, education, you know, all kinds of shit like that. Um, teenage pregnancies and it's, you know, drug addictions. And it's just, yeah, you know, when Republicans are in charge, the the people at the top, fucking, they, they get all the cream and 90% of the milk and everybody else starves, loses their job and, you know, suicide rate goes up and five people vote for fucking Republicans. Oh my God. Just. Well, I mean, they're, they're told that the other people are, you know, the cause of your troubles and not, you know, the government. Yeah. You up. And it's the, the turning people against each other. If you're a poor white farmer, it's not the government or rich people fucking you over. It's illegal aliens, you know, despite the yeah. fact that, you know, undocumented people are the folks that are uh, picking all your crops and stuff. Yeah, because can't get Americans to do that for like $2 an hour, you know? They certainly um, won't. And it's like, yeah, and they shouldn't. Nobody should. <laughs> Nobody should do backbreaking labor for a pit. The whole thing is fucked. You know, just, ah, society is bad. Society indeed bad. Well, yeah. At least, you know, Fuzz, you and I, we got our early voting out of the way, and Panther, and Ajax. Mm-hmm. Um, like, went and voted also. Cool. Like, on the way out to go pick up lunch for us today, I did go by a number of the local voting areas, because I wanted to see uh, what, what was their lines out here? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, because we live in a very white area, our, our voting places didn't get fucked with nearly as much as lower income or higher minority areas. Like, yeah. this is Texas. There's vote fuckery afoot. And oh, yeah. our, our governor is a massive piece of shit that I wish that tree limb would have finished the job. But <laughs> the voting locations around here had plenty of signage out. But I drove by three of them, and there weren't any lines outside, at least. I know when I went, there was maybe, like, eight people in line ahead of me. And the line was wholly indoors. It wasn't leaving out the door or anything. And they had the um, spacing for social distancing. Yeah, they had it marked out on, like, with tape. Yep, yep. I think you went to the same uh, place I went to, to vote. Uh, yeah, the one and... off of uh, Josie, which is where Ajax went as well. So, like, yeah, the line was spread out, but, you know, it, it, there wasn't, like, a ton of people there. Um, and the one nice thing is that, like, yeah, we get, like, what is it, three weeks, four weeks of time to early yeah. vote? It's uh, it, that's actually the fact that we have early voting for a, pe- a good period of time in in this state is 
a win for voting rights. Uh, I'm honestly surprised that that has not been shut down. Like, if they can get away with it, I'm sure they would. Yeah, I'm not at all surprised that they they did not, you know, open up all mail-in voting because of the uh, pandemic. Because, I mean, if, if they did that, it would go against their narrative of trying to reopen the state. You know, let's try to reopen. Cases surge. Okay, we're going to pull back. Cases drop. Oh, well, they're they're back to what they were before the surge. Let's reopen again. Yeah, the, the uh, normalized eternal pandemic that we're dealing with right now sucks ass. But, you know, I wasn't going to go fuck around with any sort of, like, mailed ballot. I was like, I'll just do it myself. I'll do it live. Fuck it. And we went, and, like, when we got there, there was, like, three people ahead of us. And so we were able to go in and vote. Um, Mm -hmm. It was nice to just vote straight dim down the ticket without having to do any sort of deviation to vote towards libertarians over Republicans. There were some Democrats Uh, running unopposed, which was nice. That was was really uh, interesting. Like, I was expecting to see, because I'd heard, like, for years, there's been all these Republican judge positions that... They just always get in because they run unopposed. But this time, like I went, I was like, "Oh, there's a bunch of Democrats running unopposed for various judges." I was like, "Well, shit, that's great." So yeah, I voted for for all of them, of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I get it super ang- anxiety when I go to vote. Like I so terrified that i'll click the wrong thing and and the wrong person will get into office and it'll be my fault and <laughs> so yeah. I, I really fuck especially when i was on that presidential screen you know and i had to like make damn sure they're like okay biden harris <laughs> yeah i i did the same thing and like you know i did appreciate like they you hand them the ballot they run it through so it's marked and then you put it in the machine and you select everything, then at the end it reviews everything, then it prints that ballot out onto the paper that you can mm-hmm. read, like hold it up and look and see that it said, yes, indeed, I didn't. It did, in fact, vote for Biden-Harris and every other dim possible. And then it's like, all right, and then you feed it into the thing. It plays a little noise when you get it done, and you take your sticker and be like, there, I got my fucking sticker. I've participated, and nobody can say shit. I did my part, now it's all the rest on the rest of you to not fuck it up, you know? It's like, I have done my part. It, uh, I mean, as someone relatively new, um, wow, yeah, this is my first presidential election that I voted in. Um, so, woo, that's a milestone, I guess. But I, I feel the weight of it, you know? It feels like a really important thing to do. And I don't know if, if every, like, natural born american citizen like like feels that way about it or if that's just a me thing but you know to to me it 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 feels super fucking important and uh, i think i i work myself up about it like i got all anxiety about it and shit like that but well you're not alone in that really because i like, I get the same way. I'm like, I want to go and get it done, get that weight off my shoulders, but also be like, mm-hmm. is there going to be fuckery? 
Like, oh. even though I checked my shit and I'm in the system and all this other stuff, like, I was still in the back of my head concerned that there's going to be some system glitch or we're going to see some of the nonsense that we've seen in, like, Virginia where mysteriously there was a cable cut and, oh no, our voting system went down. Our registration yeah. system went down the last possible day. What a twist. And but, the last election here were like, oh, there's like a whole like two or three boxes of votes from Dallas County that just didn't get counted. So it's like, you know, if this was in any other country, we'd invade them and say that they're having undemocratic elections. I mean, we overthrew Bolivia because, well, we wanted their lithium. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like any other country looks at our elections and realizes the United States system is insane. And that really sticks in your head. And the other thing is, like, am I going to see, like, Trump fuckers out in the parking lot waving their flags and hooting like chimps? Because there was that footage from, I think, Virginia where early voting was getting people Mm -hmm. were being dipshits in the parking lot. And as long as you're, you know, past that mythical 100-foot line, you know, the cops aren't going to do anything, Mm -hmm. even if, you know— Dudes in MAGA hats are coming up and yelling at you in the parking lot, breathing on you or coughing or the like, you know? So yeah, that was actually that another major concern. Too. But yeah. that wasn't the case at any of the voting locations I went by today. So, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe it's because we're in Texas and they feel it's safe so they don't have to go act like dumb shits. I don't know. <laughs> if they feel Texas is safely in their hands, they haven't been paying attention to any of the articles that are like, holy shit, Texas might be in play this year. Um, And I know, yeah, we don't believe polls and we vote anyway, but, like, they still can be somewhat of an indicator. And, like, like the race for president and the race for the Senate seat are really fucking narrow. They're way more narrow than you would expect for... Like, people think of Texas as a deep red state. And you you know those charts that are, like, for various things will be, like, it goes very Republican, leans Republican, toss-up, leans Dem, very Dem. And there's a chart I saw recently where um, we were the light red. We were in the leans Republican. Whereas four years ago, Texas was hard Republican, you know? So the demographics have definitely shifted. Um, I know at the time I got my citizenship that they were saying that um, Latinos were registering the vote in much higher percentages than ever before. I really hope that our voter turnout in the state is, is much higher than it has been in previous years. And my It'll definitely be higher than 2018 because that was a midterm year and people always blow off the midterms, which they totally fucking shouldn't because Congress is up for re-election every two years and there's always a third of the Senate seats are going to be up for election um, on on the midterm years. But it'll be really interesting to see how Texas's voter turnout this year compares to the 2016 election because, you know, obviously... Trump v. Hillary was was a very important year as well, but it'll be interesting to see how if there's like a massive increase. 
I know there's been a massive increase in people registering, and I know, like, day one of this early voting, multiple counties in Texas broke their record for um, for early voting, so... Well, while I don't have record the information about Texas, I did have a tweet from Jenna Griswold breaking Colorado is seeing record turnout as of yesterday. Over 300,000 Coloradans have voted, which is 24 times more than at this point in 2016. Uh, she's Colorado's Secretary of State, so she has the access to the hard data. And oh, okay, cool. That's like 24 times more people are early voting because they're energized to get out and vote which you know in colorado colorado is very firmly a blue state generally but it's encouraging that at least this one sex state's going wow we sure are seeing a lot of people voting early like and the republicans know this which is why they're resorting to extremely illegal dirty tricks like they Mm -hmm. are in california where the ballless governor needs to just arrest them all already because uh, mm-hmm. the California Republican Party says it will not comply with the state cease and desist order on unofficial ballot drop boxes. Like, actual drop boxes are gaudy, hard-to-miss items, but local certain Republican areas were setting up drop boxes for people that were far less ornate, far less noticeable, and removable, where it's like, all right, if you put your ballot in that, and they can just, like, oh, this person's name is a little too hispanic for me toss it like mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're you're putting your you're you're throwing a tweet into the void essentially like at least with voting in person the the counter went up on the machine i have done the physical thing and like voting by mail as long as you're putting it in a drop box or taking it in a drop location that's fine but the fact that the party in power has to resort in, well, not in power in California, but overall in power, has to resort to just blatantly illegal tricks and fuckery to try to retain power on the national scale shows you the depravity of their, the depravity of their souls. Yeah. So I do have a couple of uh, stats from the, from the news here. Okay. Um, Texas surpassed one million votes on first day of early voting. Nice. So that's, that's a lot of voting. Uh, in Harris County, where Houston is located, they set turnout records on at least the first two days of voting. Something like the second day of early voting in Harris County had 100,000 votes. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're, there's definitely, oh, Texas already surpassed 1.1 million votes. So, yeah, and that's not, that was only on one day. So we're, we're definitely, uh, Wow. So someone, uh, Cal Jilson, political science professor of Southern Methodist University, said he would not be surprised if Texas tops 70% turnout for the general election, which would be the highest turnout in over a century. That is cool. fucking huge. So I think previous years, Texas has topped out around 35, 36% turnout. Yeah. And like, that's part of the reason why our shit-ass governor decided to try to limit mail-in voting like oh yep. there's, you can now only have one drop box location for any county that doesn't matter if you have 30 people in your county or 12 million only one like again this the part of the reason this fucking election is so goddamn important is that it's a census year which they're fucking with the census too but the census determines the districting and like 
if you look into the history of gerrymandering and you look into the history of how anytime a Republican gets in power, they try to retain power through any method, any method possible, um, a good way to look at that is look at Wisconsin and how like 30% of the people in the state somehow control two-thirds of it and how like just – even though Wisconsin has a Democratic governor, like their state ledge through all their fuckery has like stripped him of power in many ways. Like it's, yeah. it's incredibly common for this. And so like – happened poor- to one of the Carolinas too. The governorship yeah. flipped from Republican to Democratic. But in the lame duck session, the Republican state legislature passed a law – severely limiting what the governor could do and yeah. the current republican governor at the time signed it in the law knowing that he was fucking over his successor and honestly is long shot as it is i would really like for amy mcgrath to win in kentucky like the folks on trail Billies aren't super keen on her and they would have preferred the other guy but at this point i just want mitch mcconnell to get eaten by a snapping turtle <laughs> so you know him losing power yeah. because He's like the single largest roadblock in the entirety of the government right now. And uh, the ballot box is step one. Other ones are yeah. illegal. Well, so, that's the thing. And that, that's the thing that, that has irritated me a little on Twitter is that, you know, there's people like me that have been uh, retweeting a lot of pro-voting type tweets and articles, things like that. Um, and occasionally we get some some pushback from people that are like, you know, voting doesn't work, the system sucks, the system is rigged, and it's like, yes, yes, yes. But we're not saying that vote instead of protesting. Vote instead of burning the motherfucker down. Vote instead of sit-ins and things like that. Or saying voting is part of that toolbox. That if if you march and burn down a police station and then don't vote, that's dumb. You know, if you're going to take that direct action, you should also vote. vote like, voting should be like, you know, voting is job one, basically. And, um, you know, one, hopefully this time we get, we get Dems in office, Dems take the Senate, and they're like, okay, we're in a position to do something. And then we got to put the fucking thumb screws on our own side to be like, okay, now you guys need to actually do things. You need to actually make positive change and pass laws that are going to make a fucking real difference in people's lives. And if they don't fucking follow through on that, then yeah, protest, march in just overflow their phone systems with angry calls and letters and you know just just don't throw out voting as a viable thing to do also yeah it's like electoralism won't save us but it's what we've got to work with right now that doesn't you know get us sent to fed prison so and yeah i i definitely agree hold their feet to the fire if uh you know, if they're if they're making stupid decisions after they're in office, you know, I hope MJ Hager defeats John Cornyn as senator. But if she gets into the Senate and she starts voting in these like centrist kind of bullshit, um, or you know, 
God forbid, taking Republican sides of things or something like that. I'm going to be calling her fucking office and be like, hey, I'm your constituent. I voted for you because I wanted that jackass McConnell or um, Cornyn gone. And like, you, you need to actually represent the people that voted for you in our agenda. Yeah, you, you need to hold your elected officials accountable. And that doesn't just mean yelling at asshole Republicans that are that are raiding the the Treasury, basically. Um, you need to also hold the Democrats accountable, even more so, because they actually, if they all get in, they'll actually have the power to actually do something. Yeah, so that's pretty much it when it comes to, like, look, this is what we've got. This is the shitty situation we're in. We can wank about all we want about how the system sucks, but if we aren't participating in the system as it stands, we're still pretty voiceless. Like, there's no real good answer to any of this aside from, you know, burn the motherfucker down, but I don't think any of us, at least Fuzz and I, are quite ready to do that. You know, And that was the theory that I saw bandied around in 2016 that people were like the the people that were like for bernie and then flipped to trump when bernie didn't get the nomination there's not a lot of them but there was a significant amount of them and bernie actually met with those people and asked them you know what the fuck why would you do this and it, it basically is that they just wanted they they wanted to shake things up they wanted to burn the fucker down both he and trump were seen as outsiders to the system that would shake things up. Um, well, he certainly did that, huh? Yeah, and it's like, and fucking people are dead, you know? And that's not an exaggeration to, like, the crisis at the border. You know, that is a manufactured fucking crisis that, that his administration made happen. The hundreds of thousands of people who are dying of COVID, like, that, that number wouldn't have been zero, in a Hillary Clinton administration, but it wouldn't have been what I don't even know what it is now. Is it a, is it a two ten two twenty yet? Yeah, I mean, it's over oh, two ten. Yeah, two hundred and ten thousand people dead in less than a year, and that's two hundred ten thousand that are listed as COVID and not like as any other thing else, like a pneumonia. Yeah. So, like, and, the actual number is probably a lot higher. Yeah. That it, shit would have been very different, you know. Uh, and I like I think I mentioned this before, but I saw that tweet a few weeks ago that was like for all the people that thought they were that that there was no difference between Trump and Clinton. I think Clinton would have done more to just tell people to drink bleach or take you know malaria drugs that just make you die faster. Yeah, there are differences. Uh, like yeah, Biden is not perfect. He is far from fucking perfect. Um, I am way to the left of him on so many positions, but there is a difference between him and another four years of Trump. And we might survive with him in office. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they're going to get Amy Barrett on uh, on the Supreme Court. They're going to ram her through. It's not before election day, then before inauguration day. But the thing is, if Trump wins again, like there's a couple other liberal justices on the on the Supreme Court that are kind of getting up there in age. Like I think David Souter is is there. He's in his 80s. Like Trump could have a a, a second the term after this will have the opportunity to appoint probably one or two more SCOTUS justices. And 
if you don't want them to be ultra far right conservatives that are going to demolish Roe v. Wade and our gay marriage rights, then then you need to put a fucking Democrat in the White House. That's what I'm concerned about. But at the end of it, you and I have done our part. They now count on everybody else not to fuck it up. Yep. And we are nearly at an hour. Um, So, hey, how about some good news? Some cool news, huh? Yeah, let's have uh, some good news. This past week, there was a... uh, Trans Lifeline did a mega marathon on Twitch and have raised over $150,000. Nice. So that was cool. Very cool. Lots of money raised for that. That's good news. I'm still enjoying playing... Control? Uh, Genshin, uh, no, I beat Control. Control is really good. Like, I love that game. That was really good. Oh, okay. um, I'm still enjoying playing Genshin Impact, even though, like, with all the caveats, like, I'm still not putting money into it. But the game is really pretty. Um, I went into the fake China area, uh, Liu, and it's the the gliding and the verticality of everything is really impressive and it's very pretty. Um, I've like, heard you know, of the, this one. The uh, Genshin Impact is the one I talked about last week about like it's really pretty, but the predatory pricing model on getting characters and stuff. All oh, right, you were talking about gacha games. And, yeah, and, and so like so, the first okay. area that you start out in is very like generic medieval European style fantasy European. And then you mm-hmm. get into the next zone over, and it's fantasy South China with like the the tall, spindly mountains and deep gorges and and shit. So like the the tone in environmental design, hell, even the music changes. Like the combat music changes, uh, and the exploration of that zone is just really cool. And like I just decided to fuck off to that side of the map and climbed around and got all the teleport points via just tenacity and now i'm slowly progressing the story a little bit but it was just really neat to go around all these really nicely constructed pretty zones take pictures you know it's it's a very much hey it's breath of the wild except made by chinese devs and they're like we're gonna make an area that looks like you know the south china mountains and they did and it's really pretty like i'm still enjoying that game Animal Crossing still doing their Halloween shit. I picked that back up because my sister got a hold of a Switch in Canada. And so, like, that's one way to, to hang out with family is invite them to your island. And so we've been helping each other out in the last little bit for uh, Animal Crossing Halloween bullshit. Like, I did the uh, appropriate sibling thing and, like, dumped a bunch of money and resources on her immediately mm-hmm. because it's like, welcome to the game. This will get you over the first hump. Yeah, gotta do that. Cause she's she's still figuring out. She's like, how how the hell do I ca- deal with the bees? And I'm like, ah, let me show you a thing. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> I get to be the helpful helpful brother and be like, hey, here's how you do shit. Yeah. Other than that, like good news wise, I'm enjoying um, this tiny world documentary series on at Apple TV Plus. Um, it's a short form. Haha animal documentary series about tiny animals and it's like the four that we've watched it's like it's like savannah jungle caribbean and outback so there's six 30 minute segments available right now on apple plus so they they talk about like tiny little things like elephant shrews and these tiny little birds and various critters and they filmed it with these ultra high resolution cameras and so they got this really striking photography of critters you know the size of your pinky nail and it's really amazing because you know you see pictures of wow that sure is a tiny bug but then you like actually can zoom in and see like 
there was this really impressive shot in the jungle episode, I think, of like these tiny little mites climbing up the beak of a hummingbird to hitch a ride to the next flower. Like what? they were filming like this Libby, hummingbird. Let me pause you for a second because I have to tell you, this is creepy. You uh-huh. know how we all talk about how our devices are listening to us and shit like that? Uh-huh. So you, you started talking about this. I'm scrolling through Twitter. And an Apple TV ad just popped up about Tiny World. Oh, yeah, that's Apple, baby. That's Internet of <laughs> Things. Yeah. yeah, the uh, it's also narrated by Paul Rudd, the dude who did uh, Ant Man, which is so uh, it's thematically on point. But yep. <laughs> it's really neat to see the just incredible close in high resolution photography of these critters that are insanely small. Um, yeah, and you know, like with nature documentaries, it's like, and there's this mother bird with her babies, and then her baby got eaten by a snake, or oh no, this hummingbird has babies, but there's a hurricane, and the hummingbird has to flee, and her babies are gone. So it's like you know, nature documentary critters are gonna die, but it's also it's is very impressive in its cinematography. So if you have Apple TV Plus. It's something worthwhile to watch. It sounded really interesting. Yeah. Um, I may pick up Apple Plus for a short period of time because there was like an, I think it was a, a, an ad for like a really cool looking werewolf movie that comes out in like November, I believe. And it's going to uh, be in theaters and on Apple Plus. Yeah. Um, the but, Amazing Stories is an anthology series that was pretty good too. Um, and then there was a, uh, alt history science fiction one set on like it's about setting up the first moon base but it takes place in like the 70s um, oh. I, I think it's called for all mankind i think mm-hmm. but it, it was neat and yeah the, i think it's wolf walkers yeah that the, sounds like it's it. done yeah. by the same people that did like secret of the kells i think and various other stylistic 2d animated stuff and yeah it looks really neat it's like, oh no, the girl turns into a wolf. And it's like, that sounds like a win to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wake up one day and you're a wolf. Okay. Like, this isn't a bad thing. Wake up and I am a coyote one day. Well, time to run off and join out the other coyotes around here. Yeah, at least you'd have, have people to hang out with. And if you could talk, you could show up at my place and be like, hey, what's up? I'm a coyote now. So yeah. I, I had I have good news, too. Okay. I got a YCH commission back completed, and it's really fucking hot. That's always nice. When you get a commission that you've spent some cash on, and it shows up really fucking great, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if you, if you want to see Fuzz being naughty, you can look at the, the two most recent submissions on my FA account, because there's, there's two versions of it. Different outfit. One is before coming, one is after. But, uh... Fun. It, it's it's pretty. Did you see it? Yeah, you posted it into the fan chat. Okay, cool. There's always a poppin' place. Yep. Um, a, a not poppin' place. Like, I had a commission that I got just recently that turned out really well. It's on my FA. You gotta find pleasure in the little things. Like, today, <laughs> Panther did a very nice thing for me. He was looking on eBay, and he'd heard me lamenting about... I, I went undersized on my SSD... Um, mm-hmm. It only shows as being 495 gigs available total, and I only have 113 gigs free. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God, I hate the fact that I have to shuffle things around. I can only have so much installed at any one time because I have a rotate a rotary drive that's three gigs, but it's 
a secondary rotary drive. Yeah, it's it's for what data the storage. hell is a rotary drive? A standard hard drive, a non-solid oh, okay. state drive. Right, right, okay. So I have a three gig Western Digital or whatever, and it's good for storing stuff, but its load times are not anywhere near comparable to an SSD. So today, Panther saw a guy selling a Intel data center PCIe solid state drive. And he was like, I'm going to lowball this guy for like 450 And the guy accepted the offer. And so I may soon have in my, pre- in my hands a 6.4 terabyte data center PCIe solid state drive. Yeah. Six terabytes sitting <laughs> on a PCI slot. Not like I'm That's using my PCI slots aside from my video card, and I have two of them. So it's like, well, if that indeed comes in and it's in a good shape, I will never have to get another SSD uh, because this yeah. thing is it's a because it's a data center drive. It's rated at like fifty something petabytes of write. It can write data at like five gigs a second and read it at six. So like this I is had, those insanely expensive pieces of hard like server yeah. hardware that Panthers managed to get his hands on inexpensively that might radically alter you know my ability to just download multiple games like hey I could in theory download and play the latest Call of Duty that doesn't fit on a 256 gig SSD because it's so fucking huge you know not that I'm going to but in theory I could you know, yeah. like I could download my entire Steam library onto that SSD if I <laughs> wanted to. And have it all start up like just snap, you know? Yeah. Well, because like right now I have to cycle through my games. It's like, what am I actively playing? And if I'm not actively playing something, I'll just uninstall it. Yeah. Because like games like Elite Dangerous, which I'm not actively playing right now, that's like a 40-something gig game at least. And when you have on average uh 180 gigs free at a given time unless you're downloading something like i downloaded and installed reinstalled no man's sky and then installed Genshin impact and wasteland 3 and so like that adds up battle yeah, yeah. that adds up i had no idea that number one i had no idea that you could get a single ssd that is six terabytes um that's fucking massive but then again i i don't usually look at server hardware because uh, i don't have a server but secondly i didn't realize that it was still that small and that you could put it in a pcie slot yeah i mean i put the image to the a, a link to the store page or the intel page uh, yeah in the fan chat and it's you know it's a full size it's like a pci card but it's an ssd and not like a sound card or anything and yeah. it's just, yeah, it is wild. I did not know that these things necessarily existed, but Panther gets bored and looks on eBay and like finds me nice things as gifts. And yeah, and I, I Googled it, and like most places that are selling this thing are a little above or a little below $3,000. Yeah, so, you know, we'll once we get our hands on it, we'll have to run some tests and make sure that, you know, it's all kosher and shit, but yeah. it's eBay. If it's not good, you just get a refund and eBay sides with you. So, you know, there's very little risk involved in getting this. And even if yeah. it's been like used to hell and back and it's 6.4 terabyte space is it's use a lot of its uh, write capacity, 
you just bump it down because Intel data center hard drives have all sorts of fun features. If I bumped it down to to just five terabytes, that adds like years and years onto its life for load balancing purposes. So like, even if it's been used roughly, like there's Mm -hmm. ways to make it function very well on a smaller capacity, but still five terabytes. God, that's even if it's just five, that's insane. And six, (laughs) 6.4, that's nuts. So hopefully it works out. And then like, hopefully by this next week, I might actually have my hands on a 3080. So like, Things are okay in the tech world of Saverin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like the the world is a fuck. We've done our part and voted, and let's maybe try to do. Uh, and like for me, it's like well, focus on surviving and playing some video games because like, look, we've survived this fucking awful election season as it is. We voted. There is literally nothing more that we can do, so we can kind of, like, shove this off to the side. Like, yes, they're both sundowning old men. One is far worse than the other. I have voted for the one that is less evil, and Mm. I don't have to worry about it. I've done my fucking part. In fact, I've been getting, like, text messages. Hey, early voting starts soon from, like, various Democrats. I'm like, hey, guess what? I voted early on Tuesday, like, 10.30 a.m. for all the Democrats down ballot. And they're like, thank you! Like, please stop messaging me. I, I've I've done my part. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, there's a four terabyte one on eBay, but it's not a buy it now. It's uh, it's a bid. Starting bid is fifty bucks. <laughs> the uh, yeah, like occasionally it's just like decommissioned hardware, and like Panther has a whole bunch of stuff on eBay where it's just like, oh, this is decommissioned and. Like, we decided to put it up on eBay for cheap because that way we can recoup a little bit of costs and use that money for a pizza party for the office or whatever. Because, yeah. like, previously, before his company got bought out, Panther was able to purchase or, or acquire just for very, very little uh, the, those X-series laptops, the ThinkPads, the X220, the X... Uh, whatever series laptops like the one that I before he got me the MacBook Air that I was taking with mini cons and that we I'd bring over and we'd record with like he mm-hmm, got those from yeah. his job because they were just retired because you know yeah they came out in like 2012 they're not the fastest thing in the world but they can access the internet when you're at a con you can shove a USB stick or a microphone and record on it if you need to so yeah. they, they serve a function still even if they're not being used by the company. So it's just like, yeah, like you can get stuff that's been aged out of a like server environment or office environment generally really cheap on like eBay as Panther has used his uh, great benefit. He has hands on all kinds of firewall hardware that he can use to poke and prod and deal with. It's how he <laughs> keeps up abreast of things and just, you know, get yourself a, juniper box like our our home network stuff is all like stuff he's acquired secondhand and it's very robust yeah it comes to that knowing what the fuck you're doing in that kind of situation would come in super handy yeah so it's just like there's no kill like overkill when it comes to like solving a, a data storage problem like this like oh yeah. well, you know you, you were looking at like 
two terabyte SSDs that would replace the one you have. Well, what if you had a six terabyte one that fits in a PCI slot so you don't even have to change anything in your hardware setup? You don't have to reinstall Windows or nothing. You just yeah. pop that fucker in, run the diagnostic to make sure it's okay, and go, okay, I now have insane amount of incredibly fast SSD space. I think I'm going to look into this, too, because... I, I mean, I think the only thing I've got on my motherboard is my video card, as far as those expansion slots are concerned. And what's also nice is, like, PCIe stuff like that. If your machine, if your board is not fast enough, they slow themselves down to match. So, right. like, I've told this a little bit ago, when uh, a local was giving away a couple of older Mac Pros, like, 2008-era Mac Pros, we took them off their hands because... Panther loves that shit. And because he did a lot of research into it and figured out a way to make this Mac that's like 12 years old not only run the most recent iteration of Mac OS, he also got a AMD RX 580 video card, which is a 2016 era video card. Slap that bitch inside the case and it works. And so he's able to play... Like he played Mech Warrior or Battletech, the the strategy game I've been playing on Twitch a little bit on his machine that's twelve years old, just through raw power. So like the fact that he got a card being twenty sixteen, eight years newer than the machine it's running in, and then play a game that's four years old is yeah wild, but it works. Wow, playing a four year old game on a twelve year old computer that's cool. I mean, is this a rate- back? pro laptop or is this the desktop no this is the big giant metal monstrosity oh shit so this isn't even the the little the black circular no this is the like you you should put wheels on this thing and team lift it because it's fucking heavy Mm, wow this this was it's one of the like incredibly over-engineered mac pros that was like thirty eight hundred dollars new or something like that yeah, so. I, I think I remember those. <laughs> so needless to say, technology. Yeah, you know, it's it certainly fun. pays to have a partner that knows what the fuck they're doing. Because yeah. I'll be like, is this going to work? <laughs> and he'll be like, yes. Yeah, like, if I was going to do it, it's going to be like, well, this will be my best guess. <laughs> and like, like you said, if case. there's a, a low bid price on one of those uh, PCIe SSDs, like you could probably get one rather inexpensively pop that bitch in and just see what happens like if you need to store a bunch of stuff like uh for this you know we record this podcast via steam labs obs actually and i just extract the audio and like there's not actually video of us talking it's just a capture of discord very weird way to do this but it works and oh stream labs obs runs better than Tech split at this point but like this is being written to my ssd and so like by the time this episode's done it's going to be like a gig or two and like i could just throw this shit onto the this new pcie one and store it forever because like after i do a few streams i have to like clear out my video directory transfer everything over to the main hard drive for storage and then delete that off my ssd because i have to like juggle the space and like not having to do that would fucking rule yeah my my big thing i was happy about was like a year ago i upgraded to uh mine computers from a we had a 250 gig 
SSD in each of our computers is the C drive, which was, like, expensive at the time, but they're, like, eight-year-old computers, uh, and I upgraded them both to two-terabyte drives, which gave us a lot more space. I didn't have to worry about. I can't install programs because there's not room on the on the OS drive and shit like that, and now, you know, my shit loads up pretty quick and everything like that, so that's nice. But, yeah, I'm going to consider... I'm going to look into one of these PCIe ones. I didn't even know that was a fucking option. Hey, you know, there's whole things of tech out there that the average person doesn't know about. You just need to find the techie in your life and be like, hey, tell me about this shit. Yeah. Well, what else, folks? What else should we hit this week? Uh, Oh, a heads up up for uh, anyone who's into uh, writing in, uh, in our community. This weekend is Oxford, comma... That's O-X-F-U-R-R-E-D-C-O-M-M-A. Uh, it is an online furry writing-focused convention um, being put on by the Furry Writers Guild. Um, I believe it's just OxfordComma.com, um, or you can go to FurryWritersGuild.com, and there'll be information about it there. It's free to attend. There's, they're basically they're going to be doing their panels uh, via Twitch, and I believe they're gonna try to uh, record some of them, like to to have them around for later viewing. But a lot of people will be doing panels on varying aspects, various aspects of writing and publishing. So if you're interested in that, um, I recommend checking it out. Uh, it is still Furry Book Month, uh, so we are still running a 10% off discount code on both for Planet and Bad Dog Books. The code is. FBM 2020. So it's short for Furry Book Month 2020. That's how you can remember it. So yeah, if you want to pick up any uh, print books or ebooks, furry, then uh, I recommend checking that out. A lot of the other uh, furry publishers are also running similar sales. So if you go to the hashtag on Twitter, um, Furry Book Month, you can find out um, anything you want to know about that. So that's. That's my little pimp for the uh, the furry writing community out there. There we go. So we should probably wrap this up. It's now an hour 20 of us talking about the election and QAnon and then technology bullshit for like half an hour. Yay, yeah. it's yet another episode of this podcast that somehow a large number of people listen to. That's really neat in its own weird way so as always you guys can find us online uh you get a our patreon patreon.com slash podcast uh buck a month buck an episode that's fine we appreciate it then we've also got our twitter at south podcast where occasionally uh we get to retweet things like hey look it's me holding my i voted sticker in my gloved hand after i voted Mm -hmm. um and you know you put your voted sticker on rory's muzzle which was cute (laughs) <laughs> um, can send us email southpostcast@gmail.com. You can, you know, there's still a fucking Tumblr, but you know, it's just auto posting. And uh, generally, just that's where you find us. Find me on Twitter at Savern Drake. I post like an old man. Pictures of my dog. Here's pictures of me cooking. Here's me retweeting some stuff. Um, here's me not quarantine tweets. Yeah. Like, Wait, what was that last one? Here's me not getting in a fight. Not getting into fights on Twitter.com with my oh, um, oh, gotcha, yeah. Like, here's two, me blocking people. <laughs> yeah, like, for two hours yesterday, Panther and I tried to refine a 
uh, potato pancake recipe that we found online that like turned out pretty good after multiple failed attempts. Like we were adjusting like how much do we put in, which cooking utensil do we use? All right, now like what's the cook time? What's the heat? How do we do this? So it's like slowly narrowing it down and finally hitting on what we need to do so that we could then mass produce just a shitload of potato pancakes. Um, Nice. And so like breakfast this morning was like some potato pancakes, some of the sausage I cooked yesterday with a bit of cheese sprinkled on top. So it was like savory pancakes for breakfast. It was amazing. Uh, Oh. So that, that's the kind of old man tweets you can come find on my Twitter right now. Twitch.tv slash Saverin. I occasionally stream. I took a week off trying to figure my shit out. Also, election anxiety. But hey, that's over with. So now I have to be anxious about the rest of you fuckers fucking it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's Patreon. pretty much it. Yeah. Well, Patreon podcast. <laughs> I mentioned that. Um, oh, I, 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 I didn't think you did a hat. Sorry. Uh, I don't have a Patreon. If people wanted to give me money for doing stuff, that'd be weird. I mean, you could just give me money via Twitch, but I don't recommend it. Yeah, they, I mean, I have people. I have, money a, more than I I have a Kofi, but I mostly uh, I just use the Kofi for supporting other people when I see them put their yeah. Like, like, people I send something. people money on Kofi, but I don't have one. I don't need one. Like. <laughs> Do not send me money unnecessarily unless you're like one of those weirdos that wants to like pay money to see me do a bunch of draws on Genshin Impact or something. I don't, I don't know what do that, that means. <laughs> yeah, don't do not do that actually, okay? That'd be weird. Okay. And then Shiva, she's still around. She's in the fan chat, but her job just drains her soul. And so like she's in the fan chat where we have things like me posting a link to about a Austin Powers Dreamcast Kart Racer done by Rockstar that was cancelled so sadly. Don't you want a Funko Pop Austin Powers racing against Fat Bastard on a motorbike and Dr. Evil in his chair? No? Well, it was cancelled, so we know it exists. So fuck you. <laughs> but you can never play it. So, as always, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, give yourself a gold star and make sure you go fucking vote. So on that yep, note, good night. And vote, please. Oh, God, please vote. Ah. Don't fuck it up, kids.